0: We're reading from the Sri Chaitanya Char Adi 4, text number 56. Radha Krishna Eko Atma Dui Deha Dari Anyonye Vilase Rasa Asvadhana Kari Vilase Rasa. It's beautiful, isn't it? Radha Krishna, Radha Radha and Krishna, Krishna. Ek, Ek. one, Atma, self, Self. Dui, Dui. two, Two. Deha, Deha. bodies, Bodies. Dhari, assuming. Assuming. So we have Radha Krishna, Ak, Atma, Dui, Deha, Dhari, which just means Radha and Krishna are one, but they have assumed two bodies. Anyonye, Anyon one another. Anyon ye. Vilase. vilase, they enjoy. They enjoy. Rasa, rasa. The, mellows the mellows of love. Aspadana kari, Aspadana kari. tasting. Yes. Anyon ye vilase, rasa. Aspadana kari. Thus they enjoy each other tasting the mellows of love. The second, thus they enjoy each other tasting the mellows of love. Purport The two transcendentalists, Radha and Krishna, are a puzzle to materialists. The above description of Radha and Krishna from the diary of Srila Sarup Damodar Goswami. Is a condensed explanation, but one needs great spiritual insight to understand the mystery of these two personalities. So referring back to the previous verse, it's the, the one everyone knows, Radha Krishna Pranaya Vikritir Ladini Shakti Asmad. And it's from Surup Damodar's diary. He writes, the loving affairs of Sri Radha and Krishna are transcendental manifestations Of the Lord's internal pleasure giving potency. Although Radha and Krishna are one in their identity, they separated themselves eternally. Now these two transcendental identities have again united in the form of Sri Krishna Chaitanya. I bow down to him who has manifested himself as the sentiment, with the sentiment and complexion of Srimati Radharani, although he is Krishna himself. So, continuing the purport. One is, one is enjoying in two. Sri Krishna is the potent factor and Srimati Radharani is the internal potency. According to Vedanta philosophy, there is no difference between the potent and the potency. They are identical. We cannot differentiate between one and the other any more than we can separate fire from heat. Everything in the absolute is inconceivable in relative existence. Therefore, in relative cognizance, it is very difficult to assimilate this truth of the oneness between the potent and the potency. Relative cognizance. The philosophy of inconceivable oneness and difference propounded by lord chaitanya is the only source of understanding for such intricacies of transcendence in fact radharani is the internal potency of shri krishna and she eternally intensifies the pleasure of shri krishna impersonalists cannot understand this without the help of a mahabhagavata devotee The very name Radha suggests that Srimati Radharani is eternally the topmost mistress of the comforts of Shri Krishna. As such, she is the medium transmitting the living entity's service to Shri Krishna. Haribo. Devotees in Vrindavan, therefore, seek the mercy of Srimati Radharani in order to be recognized as loving servitors of Shri Krishna. Radhi, Radhi. Radhi, Radhi. Although, I was leaving once when I was on the plane and I was texting everyone, Radhi, Radhi. And uh, somehow Malati saw it and she wrote back, she said, Prabhupada, they say Radhi, Radhi, we say Hare Krishna. (laughs) I was like, all right, Hare Krishna. Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu personally approaches the fallen conditioned souls of the Iron Age to deliver the highest principle of transcendental relationships with the Lord. The activities of Lord Chaitanya are primarily in the role of the pleasure-giving portion of his internal potency. The absolute personality of Godhead Sri Krishna is the omnipotent form of transcendental existence, knowledge and bliss in full. His internal potency is exhibited first as sut or existence, or, in other words, as the portion that expands the existence function of the Lord. When the same potency displays full knowledge, it is called chit, or sambit, some, some which expands the transcendental forms of the Lord. Finally, when the same potency plays as the pleasure-giving medium, it is known as hladini, hladini, or the transcendental blissful potency, Thus the Lord manifests His internal potency in potency in three transcendental divisions. So great yogis and tapasvis give up the whole material world just to try to taste a drop of Brahman happiness. Rupa Goswami explains that there are three standards of happiness. One is so-called material happiness which is uh, fraught with trouble. The reactions that one gets after enjoying, if one does indeed get to enjoy are so onerous that it makes it not worth it. And above that, after somebody figures that colossal hoax out for him or herself, uh, one may aspire for brahman happiness instead of contact between the senses and their objects, as Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, yehi bhoga evate anate shuramate buddha Person who becomes intelligent, or is intelligent, doesn't aspire for contact between (laughs) senses and their objects in order to get sparsha pleasure because he knows that they're the womb of misery. In other words, out of that is born unhappiness because there's a beginning and an end. Note to self, follow this uh, instruction. And then a person, as Prabhupada points out here, with... Relative cognizance, which means that using one's own intellect to understand what to do next, one may speculate that I'll therefore rise above material nature by renouncing it. And this leaves one in an imbalanced situation. <speaking> This is avashuddha buddhaya, means that the intelligence is not clear. It's a polluted. And therefore, because one doesn't have Krishna consciousness, but has polluted consciousness, aruya krishchena, even though one works very hard to get free from the material conditions of life through some kind of austerities or uh, whatever it may be, Prabhupada mentions in his purport to that verse that people try for some kind of platform above material miseries in many different ways. Aruya-khrushchena-parampadam-tata, even after all such austerities are performed, patantya-do, one falls back down again. However, yet pada-pankhacava-lasa-vilasya-bhakta karma Gratitam gratitam udkartayanti santa tadvana-rikta-matayo-yatayo-pirudha srotoganas devam. if one is able to taste the happiness that comes from the pastimes of Krishna and hearing about him his lotus feet are so sweet tips of the toes of his feet are sought after by the great yogis but those who are bhakti yogis actually get a taste for that and as I've mentioned before When I came to Krishna Consciousness, I was a hapless soul thinking I was some kind of yogi by renouncing the material world. And um, when I came in into the ashram, somehow they let me in and um, uh, I um, I would look at the altar and then mostly look at the flowers because I was so used to seeing God everywhere. And uh, I wasn't really sure what the deities were, had no uh, training or conception, I hadn't heard about it. And also, I could really relate to Bhagavad Gita, but not to the Srimad Bhagavatam. I I read the Gita again and again, but then I'd look at Srimad Bhagavatam and think, what are all these stories? (laughs) Who are all these people? (laughs) Because the impersonal conception is so much inculcated uh, and one who's interested in spiritual life, which I was, and every investigation I did ended in some kind of relative cogniz- cognitive process through which I was told that, you know, renounce the material world, try to taste Brahman happiness and so forth, see God everywhere. But then, by sitting in Srimad Bhagavatam class, as we just heard, Nashta praeshu nityam bhagavata sevaya, Prophet arranged it so you hear every day and uh, even a hapless soul uh, who happens into one of these circumstances where you're in the association of pure devotees and then you hear again and again and I can remember the moment when I was in the San Francisco temple light was pouring through the beautiful skylight into that nice room that used to be where all the caskets were to show the dead bodies (laughs) so it was very ornate and beautiful We took over a funeral parlor to make it into a temple. And Tulsi was there. The devotees were there. The floor was pure white. And there were some flower petals from carnations, mostly, we had here, there, and everywhere on the floor. And I was carried away by the environment. And then Bhutatma Prabhu, recently passed away, my dear godbrother, he was reading from the Bhagavatam about the queens of Dwarka and how they could not quit those lotus feet. The phraseology of that somehow caught my ear and I started thinking, oh, Krishna has lotus feet and they couldn't quit them. And there was some kind of uh, stirring in my heart that, wow, this is beautiful. So what Prabhupada talks about here is the way in which uh, this is not from relative cognizance but as association with Uttama Bhaktas. Or those who are following the Uttama Bhakta strictly will have the same potency. And therefore uh, sitting in their assembly, then suddenly I felt like, wow, there's Krishna, and there he has lotus feet. So yet padapankavilasavilasya bhakta. If you can hear about Krishna and get a tiny taste from the association of devotees, then it says Shrotoga Nastamar. Uh, you can be the one that uh, can untie the knot of material attachment. It says, There's a karma shrayam. There's such a convoluted knot, a knot upon a knot and upon a knot. It's impossible to open it, but... But by hearing about the transcendental pastimes of Radha and Krishna, then that knot can be cut. We heard Chidyate Hridaya Grandish, chijante, Sarva Samshaya. And all one's misgivings then become uh, destroyed by the power of that Kata. And there wouldn't be any topic unless there were two. Because when there's one, you have nothing to say, and therefore if you're an impersonalist, don't write any books. And also, don't say anything, because that's contradictory to your philosophy. And that's really boring, and nobody likes that, and nobody uh, likes to hear when their parents pass on that that they were nothing, they just merged. People don't gravitate towards that, because it's not true. We have feelings and we want to express those feelings we want to invest them somewhere so the bhagavatam shows us that everything emanates from this rasa between radha and krishna and there's a dance going on in the spiritual world through which krishna and Rani the radharani are the centerpiece and there everyone is circumambulating and uh, taking their spiritual nourishment from seeing the pastimes of Radha and Krishna, and it expands out into many different kinds of rasas, which are uh, uh, unlimited in their combinations and permutations. And so we're fortunate to have the association of Mahabhagavatas, not the least of which is Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who, although he's Krishna himself, comes as a Mahabhagavata devotee with the heart and halo of Srimati Radharani, Krishna, with the heart and halo. And therefore, um, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is mentioned here that he goes out into the human society. Karabhajana Muni says, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu goes and walks down your street on whatever it may be. Uh, What what street do you all live on? Latham. Okay, Latham Street. He comes down Latham Street, and he's actually here. And uh, he gives ordinary people, you're not ordinary, but ordinary, or other ordinary, ordinary people, not you. Um, Of course, you already have the opportunity, but he gives the opportunity to everyone to enter into this uh, rasa between Radha and Krishna because he's Radha and Krishna combined. He's tasting it himself and he's distributing it to everybody else. And now we'll take a few reflections about the purport, which is a, just a um, classic poetical uh, rendering by Srila Prabhupada of the philosophy in such a concise way that we could read it again and again.
1: Hare Krishna Prabhu. When you were talking about the impersonalist, I recently had a conversation with my dad. And he was saying that, yeah, Brahman is the highest. That's what, you know, uh, that's what my grandparents used to say, you know, things like that. So I told my dad that you like samosa, you like uh, gulab jamun, you know. I'm feeling bad. If you're in Brahman, you know, it's actually around all the spiritual planets. You just let me know. I will request Krishna. You can jump one day into the, you know, one of the lokas because you won't get to eat all that. And he was just... He didn't know, you know, because he doesn't read uh, shastra as such. And then he said, he then he started asking me that, oh, so there is nothing that you can. Uh, I said, yes, just you're going to stay there, no service, no. So I was just thinking that uh, Krishna consciousness is such an amazing <laughs> thing where you know you don't have to, you just have to just do everything that you're doing for Krishna's sake. And I also was remembering the shloka of um, when you said about the lotus feet of. Um, Queen Kunti, I mean sorry, the 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 queens of Dwaraka. Shiva Nutam Vande uh, So I was just remembering that I just loved this shloka so much. I've heard a lot of the, about the shloka from Radhisham Prabhu's classes, and I was just remembering that how if he just surrendered to Mahaprabhu's lotus feet and which is actually are prayed by Shiva and Brahma and everybody. So you just get all perfection. Thank you,
0: Prabhupada. Yes, <laughs> la Raja Lakshmi. Prabhupada pointed yeah. this out. He said, the hippies, they renounced everything. As he said, <laughs> he noticed they came and they were, he said, they're sleeping on the footpath, like the sidewalk, you know, probably called the footpath. And uh, they give up their families. He said, although the wealthy family, he had everything, and he's sleeping on it. But they couldn't give up sex. He says, still attached. And so, this is uh, we hear Aruya Krishna Paramharam Tata, The variety, the pull of the material nature is so strong. Gunamai Mama Maya Duratya. Only one who knows the process of surrender to Krishna can be freed from that natural attraction to the external energy. And um, that has to come from the adiras. Between, what is the ras It's the pastimes between uh, Radha and Krishna which are all attractive. And once one is able to do that, then actually, so the verse, means that everybody wants the goddess of fortune. Everybody. But, except, rather, one who has tasted the Adiras in the proper channel, through the Goswamis. And you look at the Goswamis, Tchakvaturna mishesha sada shainam sada tuchavat. Tuchavat means like, ooh, we don't want to touch this anymore at all. As we mentioned before, the, the, the yogis who are aware of the peril of co mingling with the material energy are so sensitive that they, they're, they don't want to touch any kind of happiness here in the material world. The Khladini samskar is so, uh, becomes so deep after one touches material pleasure that it's very hard to get rid of, in case anybody hasn't noticed. And he said, they become as sensitive as an eyeball. So, just as your eye is so sensitive, the yogis. And, however, the, the bhakta who have tasted the, the nectar of Radha Krishna, just as Rupan Sanatan Goswami. They had met Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. They were already studying Bhagavatam, but they met Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And in him, they felt this rasa. And therefore, they were the center of everything. They're center of all attention. And they were right in the middle of the most uh, affluent society. They had the goddess of fortune as much as you can have her in your life. They were very wealthy. They're highly learned. Everything that you want. That's Janmaishwari Shuta Sri Bira Edamana Madhah Puman. And then, because they tasted the happiness of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's lotus feet, then they were able to give it up. And that's something that even the devas can't do. Nobody can do. Oh, Haribo, thank you, everyone, for joining us online. Please greet our (laughs) Dear devotees, Haribo. So anyone who takes shelter of Sri Tetani Mahabrabhu's lotus feet and the process given by the Goswamis of Vrindavan will also um, notice that he or she is, uh, becomes impervious or at first at least um, aware of the fact that the material world is not so desirable, and that there's an, there's an alternative. And we taste it as we come together to chant Hare Krishna. We see the deities. At first, it's not completely clear what it is, but then it becomes more clear. And our, our determination to, f- to follow in the footsteps of the inhabitants of the spiritual world becomes more pronounced as we become more advanced in devotional service. And we also become not only fixed, because we're not harassed by the lower modalities anymore in, in Nishta, But we also start to get a positive taste and then an attachment that's so great that uh, we don't want to become attached. Well, it's not that we don't want to become attached to anything else. It's that we're not. We're exclusively devoted to Krishna. Yes.
2: Hare uh, Krishna Maharaj. Maharaj, in Srimad uh, Shrimad there is a very little uh, reference uh, related to Srimati Radharani. Can you just elaborate why is that? Because uh, we every time we say Radhe Krishna, but uh, in whole Srimad Bhagavatam, it's pretty, uh, you know, less direct
0: reference uh, to Srimati Radharani. Well, not just Srimati Radharani. Any of the Rajavadus, any of the <laughs> the uh, cowherd uh, gopis of Vrindavan are not mentioned by name in the Srimad Bhagavatam by Shukadev Goswami, but especially uh, Sh- uh, Srimati Radharani. And one of the reasons given is that, first of all, it's a very high topic. We talked about this yesterday. And... Those who are speaking about this are a little reticent unless they're in the right company. It's not meant for everybody. And uh, so they're indirect references to Srimati Radharani. Uh, others, some pradayas may say, well, will you worship Radha Krishna? You know, after your Goswamis, now you have Radha Krishna everywhere instead of just Krishna. How can you justify that? Very easily. It's, it's very clear in the Shrimad Bhagavatam that uh, in the Rasa Lila, the five chapters, we find that there is some very specific mention, undeniable, that amongst Krishna's associates who came to the forest, there's one who stands out in particular. And she has uh, pleased the Supreme more than anyone else. Although her name's not mentioned specifically, but the word Radha is indicative of the, <coughs> which means to worship. So, the second reason is also is that uh, Shukadev Goswami, knowing that the name of Radha is so sacred and also um, ecstasy-inducing in those who are. Experiencing their heart, their hearts are already melted by, as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu mentions in his teachings to Rupa Goswami, a sun ray of the internal potency touches the heart of the practitioner and melts the heart. And at that time, one is experiencing rasa within the heart. The heart is melted, Jutta citta And as we know from the verse Very advanced devotees who have that condition of madness induced by the heart being melted uh, sometimes can't help themselves. They'll go into ecstasy, a a trance of ecstasy, as we saw from... um, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's um, great devotee who went into seven hours of ecstasy, pundrik Vidyanidhi, just after hearing one verse from the Srimad Bhagavatam. yam Stana Kalakut. Knocked everything over, <laughs> everything smashed. They tried to hold him down, they couldn't. Finally he went into a trance for seven, eight hours without moving. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did a Similar thing when he went to the Jagannath temple. Advanced devotees know this about themselves. Shukadev Goswami also knew that about himself. And he knew that if he mentioned the name of Radha, it was possible beyond his control that he would go into a trance of ecstasy. He only had seven days. And so... He, uh, he was doing his duty. In fact, we find this, the happiness of serving Krishna in the mood of Srimati Radharani, which is what we're doing. We're interested in Radha dasyam, serving Radharani uh, through the disciplic succession. That is, that is our objective. We're not even into serving Krishna. We serve Radharani. She serves Krishna. And as Prabhupada mentioned in this purport, she is the Agency through which we're able to serve. So we know that uh, the highest servitors are interested only in Krishna's pleasure. For instance, Daruka is mentioned in the Nectar of Devotion. And once he was fanning Krishna, and he got into so much ecstasy fanning Krishna that his hands started to tremble. And he couldn't hold the fan. So he was praying, stop this ecstasy. I can't do my service. And so this is the the mood of the devotees who are doing service. They don't want happiness from it. It's not why they're doing it. They don't want to taste Ananda. They're not doing it for Shanti, Shanti, Shanti either. This is a big discussion in the Brihat Bhagavatamrita. The the yogis, they want to be peace of mind. Om Shanti, Shanti, I feel good now. Devotees reject that. They say, let us be in anxiety always for Krishna. In fact, the gopis, as we know, Krishna got a headache. There's a famous story, and it's been recited by many uh, great uh, acharyas, that he had a headache, and he asked that uh, some of his close associates need to give their foot dust so that he could cure his headache. That was his request. So... Narada said, uh, Krishna got a headache. Please give foot dust. He wants it. And everyone, said, I can't put my foot dust on Krishna's head. And they, re- they rejected. And so Narada came back. And Krishna said, ask the gopis in Vraj. And they, he told them the situation. And they said, yes, here's the foot dust. He said, but everyone else rejected because they said, we'll go to hell. They said, hell? Who cares? Krishna's got a headache. This is the, the mood of service that I like, heaven or hell, it's all the same. Apituliarta well, darshina. All I care is that I'm able to serve Krishna. Devotees aren't so interested in looking around and uh, seeing, like, oh, this is a nice place. I could live here. <laughs> They're interested only, well, how can I serve Krishna in this uh, situation? So Shukadeva Goswami was uh, doing his duty to speak the Bhagavatam, and he didn't want to jeopardize the opportunity to speak uh, and uh, the, the rest of the Bhagavatam, so he doesn't mention uh, the, in very specific language. And as we also said yesterday, when we're speaking in terms of, of uh, the relationship between lover and beloved in the spiritual world it's very indirect language anyway it's a considered uh, gross or crass to come out and say it everything's done poetically and explained in that way any other reflections? yes one, two, three
2: um, thank you so much uh, for a very enlivening morning on to me um, I was thinking when i when we were uh, you know when we were talking about the purport that um, you know I just thought occurred to me that just like um you know impersonalism when I was in the beginning uh, trying to understand different philosophies one thing that i uh, read that when I you know when I came into Krishna consciousness and I was new that how um when people are really broken in relationships, that's when they are attracted to impersonalism because they're just so frustrated, they don't want to even understand that there is a relationship in a higher realm or a higher consciousness. So they, just, they reject uh, anything that has, uh, or they're more attracted to something more impersonal because it's all shanti, like you said, you know, peace. Um, but on the contrary, Prabhupada just says that Krishna consciousness is dormant in every living entity. And I was thinking that, you know, just had a revelation that, you know, everyone, even in the impersonal Brahman, Krishna consciousness is, is dormant in them because they are living entities. And sooner or later, they, they'll probably go back to Godhead.
0: So, Nathan Goswami points out, Brihad Bhagavatamrita, that in the Brahmalok, meaning the, the abode of liberation, where living and some jivas merge into the oneness. Actually, they never merge. They always maintain their individuality, but they they uh, temporarily merge according to our um, contextualization of the of the Shrimad Bhagavatam. But he's he notes through his character in the Brihat Bhagavatamrita Gopakumar that those living entities are serving also because he noticed that they sparkle and therefore they glorify there's actually a kind of form he describes in the formlessness. And he said that the, the living entities there are sparkling and glorifying that impersonal form, if you can handle that. Uh, and that's their service. And as you're pointing out, <laughs> no one can get away from that because that's our eternal constitutional. Jivara sarupahoy, krishnera nityadas, it's always there. And it's our tendency to come back to that. And if we don't know who Krishna is and have the opportunity to enter into that ras, then we'll, by default, eventually come back to the material world. Aruya krisenaparamparam tata patantyato nadrita It's It's impossible not to, at some point, come back. Who is next? Yes.
1: Hare Krishna Prabhu, um, the point you were saying about the anxiety, right? I was thinking that uh, just being in the material world, anxiety naturally comes. Yeah. You know, I mean, even in simple things, I feel like I was trying to get some things to our Guru Maharaj and then FedEx missed the package and I have to call the driver, track it, get it. And like how Hansa Priya was trying to get the dress for the deities. I was just thinking just being in this world... It's hard to be peaceful even in doing the services. Something doesn't work somewhere. You have to, you know, do everything to get it. I mean, I was thinking now there is no sadhu sangha happening. There is no things. I mean, there is no big anxiety, big problems. But even in small, small things, somehow anxiety happens.
0: <laughs> but you're there going, Vipara sasva, tattar tattar jagar Krishna, please give me more anxiety. <laughs> I can't. I don't like this shanti stuff. <laughs> yeah, the anxiety, Prabhupada said, is on a morning walk. I put it in my book. One of my godbrothers, Guru Kripa Prabhu. He told me about it first and then I found it in the Veda base. But he said, some devotees they get into life, a lot of anxiety about going out for a book distribution. And Prabhupada said, no, no, you tell them that's spiritual anxiety. He said, just like Yashoda. He showed is always in anxiety. Where's Krishna? Where would he go? <laughs> T- tie him up, <laughs> because uh, that's her. That's her uh, mood. She's always in anxiety. when you have a baby, you know what to speak of is Krishna. Uh, he's he's into everything, and uh, always, always, always in anxiety. So, Prophet said, "You tell them that's spiritual anxiety, and that's." Uh, purifying and that's what's there in the vraj all the time, everyone's in anxiety when's Krishna coming back and then when they're with him, they're thinking when's he going to leave and it's that the emotions there, they're overflowing but they're transcendental emotions no shanti yes
3: Krishna Maharaj regarding anxiety I think wanted to share the Sankitan story. Is it okay? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so last weekend we went to um, Art and Wine Festival. After 18 months, festival season is open. So we went there and they had an entry and exit. And there's a ticket and row to get into that. And it's within one parking lot. So immediately when it exists, like how are we going to get inside? So we do outside or set up inside and we just unload the car and so much, you know, like Duty is asking what to do, and nobody had a perfect answer what to do. And as we walk in towards a trolley, and we went to the exit door, and the lady over there, she opened the door immediately, said, Oh, you are one of the vendors, come inside. <laughs> <laughs> and we just went inside, you know, without, we just nodded the head and just went inside, you know, and all of us without ticket, anything, we just went inside. And after inside, like, where to find the spot, because all the stalls are there, all the booths. We walked two times. Should we ask to the organizer or not or what? So then we found like someone didn't show up and there was an empty spot and we went there and the neighbor of that, you know, immediately looked at us. said, do you have permit? And I said, oh, we are from yoga center. We are free speech area. So we are using this as a free speech area. And like that, we just, you know, like set up a table and still I think we're a little nervous about how the neighbor will react and things like that. But in the end, you know, it was really peaceful experience. A lot of people came and stopped by, and really, you know, how the anxiety overall. In the end, you get a lot of joy. So that's one. Sir said that.
0: It's so a nice, Prabhu. How you both.
4: So,
3: yeah. so, and I have follow-up questions on, on, and the purport as we read, like Radharani, you know, like, um, see, see, arrange the service um, for everyone to Krishna how that looks in the spiritual world like in the material world where we see like you know there is a hierarchy and if you need to get to you know top level you need always to go through the hierarchy and uh, to get some assignment done or you know report back to that so how spiritual world that arrangement
0: looks in the spiritual world the hierarchy is not like the pecking order in the material world in the material world each mohena barata. Everyone's envious, and they're all so desirous of being the center. So when we find this hierarchy in the material world, there's always some pinch. It's like, no, you don't. I'm here already. You go away. But in the spiritual world, those who are on the top of the hierarchies, main objective is to bring others up. So Srimati Radharani is always thinking how to bring others closer to Krishna. That's her preoccupation. In fact, in that context, I also wrote about this in the book. It's not an advertisement, by the way. Um, that one of the devotees in 1973 was describing that this is the mood of sankirtan because he had heard something like that from Prabhupada. Not everything was available in VedaBase back then, so if somebody heard something, other people would say, where'd that come from? So I heard Prabhupada, prove it. <laughs> so if somebody wrote to Prabhupada. Nandulal Dasi wrote to him, and said such and such. It was Ramashwar Prabhu. Was, is saying this about Sankirtan, that it's the mood of Raderani, always trying to bring everybody else closer. I said, why do we go out? Why do you go to the Art and Wine Festival, for heaven's sake? We got no business there. Actually, we do. We're the main event. But <laughs> <laughs> but, but otherwise, we wouldn't go there we'd stay at home and read bhagavatam together and so forth but you go out there because you want to bring people closer it's you get an ecstasy when you see somebody who all of a sudden turns towards krishna and so <clears throat> this was what the devotee was saying is the mood of the gopis and that that was lord chaitanya's uh, prerogative in coming and so they presented the problem nandulal presented it to prabhupada on the basis of the uh, uh, representing other devotees who are concerned about this presentation and probably said, yes, this is the correct understanding This is the mood of the gopis. So in this hierarchy you find uh, of course mercy always flows down So you have to have a hierarchy, you know oftentimes people come in a room and there's some people more talented some people less some smarter some not but the the, the person who's maybe not as smart We'll just say all right let's just we'll all be equal here because that works for them. <laughs> like we'll just we'll be all all the same and but we're not. there are people who become self effulgent, and there are other there are some that you know their talent just comes out and everyone goes, "Wow, look at that. And so in the spiritual world, everyone's always uh, elevating such Exhibitions of devotional service or talent for Krishna and then putting it uh, putting them on a higher level and also uh, people recognize they admire Those who are doing more service than they are and when when one does that then one actually is able to experience the benefit of uh, their that person's devotional service When you appreciate the devotional service of others, then you get the result (laughs) Yourself, and if you're envious, you don't get anything, just a bunch of anxiety. Why is that person better than me? And and I wish they would trip and fall right now while they're dancing because they're dancing too nicely. And I, I hope they fail. I mean, we heard it in Amara Jivana. This is the mood of the the lamentable mood of a of a conditioned soul. It's like oh God, you know, when somebody's excelling, I, I feel like I feel terrible right now. And when they fail, although externally I'm like, well, I'm I'm thinking, oh great, now now I look better. So it's the opposite in the spiritual world. And so the hierarchy is sweet because those on top are trying to elevate others. Meanwhile, the 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 those who are lower are admiring those above them. Isn't it nice when there's somebody who's you know advanced and you're able to just admire them there's no pinch where you're thinking like who died and made them god yeah. <laughs> thanks bhakti He got it uh, and that's the rule of the material world right so the spiritual world's not like that it's all sweet because there's pure heartedness there and everyone appreciates the other uh yes Prabhu. We heard something. Uh, Go ahead. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Two
3: things. One was uh, the, the art and wine festival just that Haldurup uh, was speaking about. So I went into that festival after two hours and I was wondering how they crossed that barricade. <laughs> <laughs> the Viraja. With, with books and <laughs> poly, now I came to know. So <laughs> 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 that was first thing. Second thing you were mentioning about how the topic of Radha Srimadhi uh, Radha Radharani is very esoteric and I was remembering a class by Shri Prabhupada on uh, radhashtami And in the entire class, he was speaking on Krishna and glorifying Krishna uh, and uh, speaking about Krishna's pastimes. And at the end, he said, that Krishna is very attracted to Srimati Radharani. Imagine how glorious Shrimati Srimati Radharani. And then he stopped the class.
0: I'm so just remembering that class. Thank you, Prabhupada. So nice. So nice. Yeah. And this is um everyone's attracted to krishna he's all attractive but who's krishna attracted by all everyone wants we know f- from uh yet what is it prayena dev no um Brahma bramha samhita yad bhava bhavita yo manuradest samprapya rupa mahima shanyar busha Sukhtari Hameva Nigama pretty vanti govinda mari purush they're all doing prusha everything's like, Krishna, God, please give me a little something. And so everyone who knows anything, we're not talking about people who are bewildered by the material energy, although uh, the the transcendentalists are all looking to Krishna. Who's Krishna looking towards? Where does he get? To Radharani. That's where he's preoccupied. So the smartest uh, transcendentalists, they know this uh, secret, and therefore, they worship Srimati Radharani to please Krishna. One,
4: two.
0: Hare Krishna. Oh, Hare
4: Krishna. Uh, please accept my humble obeisances. Is it, can I uh, share my reflection, uh, Guru
0: Maharaj? We would appreciate it, Dhanavari. Please go ahead.
4: Thank you. Thank you. Uh, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you. So, one uh, Prabhu just share the book distribution uh, story and I just want to share a short one uh, when you just mentioned that other advanced devotee we appreciate so much and so we both uh, my friend and I went and she's so advanced and uh, she knows uh, Spanish language so uh, we both went to the borders of San Diego close to the border of San Diego with uh, books and and I, we both had a, I told her that I don't know so much Spanish and you talk. So as soon as we had a, like a game plan that we'll all stop and you start talking. And then, so my, I was appreciating the advanced, uh, devotee, um, who had talent and, you know, purity and so much. And because of that and your mercy, we, we did, uh, Distributed, yeah, uh, we have distributed so many books, uh, span into Spanish speaking uh, people. So I was just thinking her advancement and the purity. And thank you so much, Hare Krishna.
0: Haribo, just a disclaimer we're not staying here all day. In case anybody's wondering, at any minute, I'll stop. Um, Prabhu, who had
5: a, Yes, Prabhu. Thank you for the wonderful class this morning. Um, I, uh, I follow up on Haldarud Prabhu's point that so many times when I, for example, do book distribution, I'm, I mean, I don't necessarily feel compassion for the other person. I mean, I may necessarily do it just to please the spiritual master, Um, and, and there is no, I mean, because the, uh, I sometimes wonder that intentions are not aligned properly. Um, so, so what do, how do we genuinely feel for, uh, for others? You know, when you are doing something, but because otherwise it's just doing for, of course there is this a desire to please spiritual master, but, um,
0: but apart from it, the, I don't see anything. Yasya prasad bhagavat prasado yasya prasada nagati kutopi. This is the essence of spiritual life. If you have a desire to please the spiritual master. Yasya devi bhaktir yata devi tatagao tasyate katitahyata prakashanti mahatmanaha. Vyavasayat mika bu di rekeha kurunandana. Bahushaka hirantashaburiyovyavasainam. So Prabhupada heard this verse and read the commentary and said, yes, this is, this is my mission statement. I'll fix my attention on serving my spiritual master. That's what he did exclusively. So it's like, okay, well, I don't have compassion, I don't have this, I don't have that. Everything comes from that. When you are able to do that, then naturally, as, as the verse, yasya deviparabhaktir, if you have implicit faith in guru and Krishna simultaneously, then the import of all the Vedic literature becomes known to such a person and arises in their heart. And so this exclusive, uh, f- exclusively fixing one's mind on, on the order of the guru is, is, is the Bhagavatam's prescription. As an example, bhayam dvitiya bini beisha tasyad ishad apetasya viparyo smritihi one should uh, be one pointed and and see one's service to the Guru as the means for turning around one's entire material existence. So you're in a good position, and by uh, by doing that kind of service, then naturally as a, it's, it's service through the parampara to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and we know, yata yata gora padara vinde, as mentioned by Prabhupada Saraswati Thakur, that when you serve the lotus feet of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu through the disciplic succession, then naturally the compassionate nature of Srimati Radharani will awaken within your heart, and the mood of serving her and, uh, and Krishna naturally arises within the heart. And it doesn't hurt to associate with devotees who already have that. Did you hear Marj's class yesterday? Srila Radnath Marj, go back and listen to it. If you listen to that, just sit and listen to that whole class and just watch how he delivers it. And, and if compassion doesn't arise within your heart after that, then you just keep listening to it. <laughs> you know? It's very powerful to hear from advanced devotees.
2: Prabhu, um, I I like the point that you shared um, how in the beginning of Krishna Consciousness you came and you appreciated Bhagavad Gita um, and then as you were reading Srimad Bhagavatam slowly you started uh, getting to know the personal conception of the Supreme Absolute Truth. I was just thinking about... um, um, all the sets that we have distributed to so many impersonalists or people who had no clue but, uh, but uh, once you said that I have I'm thinking so much of hope for all of them that one day if they just read Bhagavatam then they will re- be able to realize the lotus feet of Shri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu
0: yeah although we say the living entity you know, certain living entities have no clue because their realization has been um, obfuscated by the material nature, living entities are smart. They're part and parcel of Krishna. And they have, they can be reawakened easily, actually. Maya mugdha jirana svata krishna Gyan, And so it's it's rightly done that we meddle in the uh, affairs of people who are mindlessly going on in their Ways in the material world, and we intervene. We go in and say, "Hey, yeah, this is my spot over here." And we set up and you know we go here there and everywhere. that's our duty. because living entities can very easily wake up when they hear the right vibration. it's so powerful. So you can never count anybody out. And uh, just recently, you know, a godsister of mine who had uh, left Krishna consciousness for a long time, and she just became totally inimical towards Christian consciousness, towards everything related to Christian consciousness, and we were just like, a few devotees who knew her, sort of stayed in touch, but um, everyone knew, it was like, don't bring it up because you'll just get vitriol and then uh, just recently, the last month I, I went back in I'm chanting again I I regret it. Just give me everything, you know, allow me back in. So this uh, trying to stay in the material world is very artificial. It's a lot of hard work. It's hard work trying to maintain the status quo in the material world. Cuz we don't belong here. Everything breaks. iPhones break. The pump doesn't work cuz the vandal stole the handle. It's, lyric from a song everything is topsy-turvy here in the material world and it's really hard to be a material body because um it just doesn't work the way we want it to work nothing does everything falls down because of gravity wears out leaks whatever it is it's a it's a big problem trying to maintain the status quo in the material world but it's not a problem maintaining status quo as a living entity it's much easier in fact, it's no problem at all, because if you just be a servant of Krishna, Bhaktivinoda Thakur says, Shiv Krishna does a bishwas, korle to arduko You won't have any misery if you just be who you are. Who am I? You're a servant of Krishna. And just follow the mood of Srimati Radharani, that um, I'm the most humble, unqualified person, but I'm going to serve in all circumstances, no matter what, even if you're not present before me. And I'll go on serving you, loving you. And anyone who adopts that attitude or even a molecule of that attitude in his or her life, for instance, if you're chanting Japa and all of a sudden you have that feeling come into your heart that I'm an insignificant beggar, I'm the lowest person, and Krishna, could I, could you allow me one time to taste real sincerity? And you'll just you won't want to move. You want to just keep chanting and chanting and chanting and not stop. And that's the nectar of, of the spiritual world, that even one atom of that feeling of humility and in, in service, following the footsteps of Srimati Radharani, is so satisfying. What to speak if you make it your whole life and soul? And it's, That's what your body's made out of. <laughs> that's what a spiritual body is. It's all 100% impetus to humbly serve Krishna with no uh, expectation of return. Expectation of return, you need a gross material body to clunk around here in the material world and try to touch everything and enjoy it for yourself. We'll just take two more and then everyone has to go to work, I think. Or maybe we canceled everything. Okay, one, two, three. Is everyone okay? Okay.
6: Thank you, Maharaj, for the nice class. I have a question about Srimad Bhagavatam uh, from the Nectar of Devotion. So is it okay if we read that part? Sure. It's
0: chapter 13, uh, fifth paragraph.
6: Nectar Nectar of Devotion, chapter 13, paragraph fifth.
0: Like five more minutes.
1: Hare Krishna Prabhu. Hare Krishna. While she's getting that ready, I was just going to say that you talked about anxiety. Yes. <laughs> and um, Malini and was just we were talking ten, about ten days ago that you know she was very anxious that, you know, two thousand Bhagavatams just listening to her i also got anxious and then i i started thinking oh my god how, how you know we never want to break we never want to not achieve something so i got a, such a terrible headache because usually I, stress puts me then i was i was just listening to you now and i was just thinking that in anxiety in the spiritual world well you don't have misery so you won't even get a headache <laughs> 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 you will still be do ang- anxious to achieve things for so people. a lot of
0: devotees don't want to leave the material world you know the idea na dhanam, na na kavitam and it includes, I don't want liberation because I want to be here in this, you know, saving, working in Lord Chaitanya's movement. You can do that. There's no difference, but it, it, there is a little difference because there is this um, little more anxiety here in the material world of what might happen next. Anyway, we're in the best position you can be in. We have service in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's movement here in the material world right now. And um, we're not even sure we want to go back to Godhead, right? Because how are we going to do more Bhagavatams? <laughs> but that, that kind taking on more and more anxiety is uh, the way that we open up our faith more and more. Because ever since the very beginning here in ISV, when we made what we thought was a big goal, I think it was 100 books or something... And I remember the sanctuary leader at the time came to me and said, "You know, we've been talking. This is, you know, let's be realistic, <laughs> right?" But that, that was the first milestone. We went for it anyway, and then we keep, we keep doing that. It's all insignificant in the in the face of uh, you know the vastness of what we can do. But uh, every time that. We face that anxiety. It opens up for us more faith that Lord Chaitanya is doing it. Bali Mardan Prabhu said that to me in the parking lot yesterday. Now we know we can do anything. But we say that every time, and then we <laughs> move it up, and it becomes seems impossible again, right? Thank you. Yes.
6: Gurubhaj, one of the motivations to read Srimad Bhagavatam is that we know it's one of the five most potent forms of devotional service. But uh, in this chapter of Nectar Devotion, which describes the five most potent forms, it mentions in this paragraph how unless someone has completely given up all kind of fruitive activities and uh, situated in pure devotional service, if you see the last line, one must be situated in pure devotional service before he can relish Srimad Bhagavatam as it is. So I was thinking from myself that I'm way away from pure to service, and that is the reason I don't relish Shri them. So how can I encourage myself to relish and also others?
0: Well, it's written in 10, 12 cantos, and the uh, the the first two cantos are the lotus feet of Krishna. So we have, we approach Krishna through worshipping his lotus feet, and then we gradually go upward so we can... Uh, come to the 10th canto and appreciate his smiling face. So Prabhupada mentions there, there's a progression, a progressive way that we go through the Bhagavatam through each canto until we come to the 10th canto. And as you know well, but one will find that by reading the first nine cantos, one uh, um, is divested of the the desire to engage in material sense gratification by the time you get to the 9th canto. And if you're not, Prabhupada says, by the time you get there, then start over again. In fact, you can stay in the first couple of cantos for a while. We heard uh, yesterday from Maharaj about how when Gandhant pandit and Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu were studying Bhagavatam together. Can you imagine sitting in on that? And they would go over Dhruva Maharaj and Pralad Maharaj a hundred times each pastime. Even Srila Bhaktisiddhanta said, you read these pastimes a hundred times each. And I get to recount uh, this tiny little experience I have at Govardhan when we go there for the month and we camp out. And the only purpose for eating, getting up in the morning, doing everything is to meet for our Bhagavatam hearing sessions. It's about five hours, six hours a day, you know, straight hearing. And uh, um, we went through the fourth canto, uh, I remember, and afterwards, when devotees are congregating in the hallway of the ashram, there's a sort of um, transcendental look they have like, wow, what did we just do? Just sitting in there, it's like a, a, getting exposed to radiation. You got radiated, <laughs> it's like you're finished. <laughs> you know, if you get regular rig, too much rig. Radiation, it can cause all kinds of physical problems. So, the spiritual radiations are so one of the brahmacharis. He went to we were in Keshavardi Maharaj's room as his disciple, and he had this look in his eye. And and so, we said, Well, what's the matter? And he goes, What was I thinking? What he meant was it was a retrospective on his whole material life and trying to join the material world, but it was like. He was divested of that. Everything had been turned around by sitting and hearing. So it's true. If you hear the Bhagavatam, it, it uh, uh, exposes every psychological condition of the living entity. And so one may say, some of these stories seem a little odd. It's like, well, you're a little odd, sir. I mean, <laughs> just notice what, how you move in the world and what you're thinking all the time. Like, you wanted to enjoy that? Do you know what it is? You don't even know what it is, and you're trying to enjoy it, right? And the Bhagavatam comes out and says, no, here's what it is. Nobody else is doing that. Everyone's covering it over. If you drive down the 101 freeway, everyone's got these signs up. It's like, it's great. It's not great. Bhagavatam says, it's not great. And it's like, that's really harsh. You know, you shouldn't say that to people. It's like, well, then stay in the material world and read the... The signboards and go on the internet and try to you know consume more stuff. It won't work. It doesn't work. It never has. So Bhagavatam comes out and teaches us that all the way from the beginning in such amazing ways. I mean, look at Parikshit Maharaj when he's interacting with Dharma the bull, and then excuse me, you know Dharma has been beaten by the bull, and Parikshit Maharaj comes in and asks you who did this, and he wouldn't name a perpetrator. Who does that? A person who understands consequence and how in karma if you complain you become part of the problem and uh, that's a very subtle thinking not many people think like that that's in the first canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam extricating us from our involvement in the material world in the most precise way surgically so by the time you get to nine cantos and it covers everything there's human slavery in the ninth canto did you know that have you, have you noticed that? Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's also, um, you know, the, how uh, uh, Sadumna, he goes into the forest with uh, Lord Shiva and Uma there, and they're just riding through with his retinue, and, and Uma says, I don't like these people in here, uh, disturbing our, our uh, uh, atmosphere, so anybody else comes in here, they'll turn into a woman. So Sudumna so came in, and all his uh, all his associates, including he himself and the horses himself, turned into mares, and every everyone was changed to a woman. It's like, what happened? And they found out about Lord Shiva, and there was a little negotiation. It's like, okay, well, I can lessen it. You can change back to a, a man every month. It was just alternate. Is that a current topic? Absolutely. It's, you know, because... The material body is superfluous, man, woman, whatever. In fact, there was somebody who was um, transgender in the movement uh, around Prabhupada's time. There's probably more than just one person, but you know, Prabhupada just said, We'll pick one and then just be steady. So, I mean, these things are addressed in the Bhagavatam. Where else are you going to hear a commonsensical perspective of how the material world works and what's important and what's not important? It's all in the Bhagavatam. So you develop a taste by hearing, and you also develop a keen intelligence of how to move in the material world without getting wrecked, like everybody else is getting wrecked, when you know how, how it, everything works and where it comes from. OK, we have just two more, and then we're done. I have a feeling, because it's Monday, and you have to come back, right?
2: Um, I had a question also in the Bhagavatam. Um, so in the, in, in the 12th canto, I, which I uh, I haven't fully read it, I'm still going with my Bhakti Vaibhav schedule, so I'm on the 6th canto, but we learned the verse, you know, uh, Nimnagana Myatha and then I went and referred where that verse was from, you know, that Bhagavatam is the ultimate scriptures, and Vaishnavaana Myatha Shambhu. So um, I was curious that, you know, when we have, already the 10th Canto covered, and then the 12th Canto. Why is it that Shiva is glorified as Vaishnavāna when we can say gopis are the ultimate Vaishnavas, right? So is that, uh, is that because there are aspects to the Bhagavatam which are more like, you know, just like Bhagavad Gita Prabhupāda says, the, bhakti in the six middle six chapters are the bhakti, and they are sandwiched between those in the first six, which are, you know, at more on the karma, and the Karma Yoga, and the last six, which are more jnana Yoga, but Bhakti is kind of, you know, confidential aspect is is inside. So is is Bhagavatam also something like that?
0: Well, when we talk about superlatives, remember we discussed yesterday, there's, there's, um, what did I say? Not good, better. It's uh, perfect, more perfect, and most perfect. (laughs) There's unlimited variety and perfection. So you can understand in that way. When you get some superlatives and these like, well, there's something that says it's better. It's like, yeah, it's the best, but it's better than the best. <laughs> that can happen in the variety of the spiritual world. It does happen. So that's, that's what happens in that context. There are other more subtle things about that, but um, that's the main point. Yes, Prabhu? Is everyone okay? Okay.
5: Um, ooh, uh, I um, so so the uh, purport which we read. Uh, what the purport. Which you
0: have, we have read. to point that towards your. Yep, yeah. the purport which we
5: uh, read at the start of the. Um,
0: Turn it there. Yeah, yeah, thank you. So the purport
5: which we read at the start of the uh, class, um, we serve to Krishna through Radharani, and then what Achyuta Chaitanya Prabhu was referring to Maharaj's lecture. Um, uh, Maharaj uh, glorified Krishna in all aspects and then he said "He, uh, it's to her, uh, Krishna is attracted. So I, I felt, um, so isn't this Radhashtami the only chance for us to join Krishna, if at all, uh, and celebrate, um, to join Krishna and celebrate Radhashtami, uh, which means uh, actually through Radha again we are going to uh, uh, serve Krishna. So.
0: No, it's not the only chance. Does that make. Uh, no, I, did I. You're saying, is Radhashtami the only chance to worship Srimati Radharani directly? Um, to serve, to please Krishna?
5: So, uh, so this is my thought. I'm, yeah. I'm asking a, a, a question. So, isn't Ra- uh, Radhashtami the only chance where uh, we can join Krishna to celebrate Radharani's appearance day? Is it celebrated that way? That you sh- Should that be the mood because Krishna is attracted towards Radharani?
0: Yes, but it's not the only opportunity. Okay. Every time you say Hare Krishna, uh-huh. you're putting Radharani first. <laughs> She's always there first, except in Kishore Kishori. And then the, the devotees asked Prabhupada, it's like, usually it's Rukmini Dworkadish or Madan Mohan. So why, Prabhupada? And he said, Save the best for last. <laughs> that's the mood of the Gaudiya Sampradaya. Krishna is not that attractive when Radharani's not there. It's like, where's Radharani? So uh, every day is basically Radhashtami in Vrindavan, in the mood. That's why, as Prabhupada says in the purport, everyone's always calling out Radhe, Radhe, because like, that's, they know the channel and they worship Radharani. So thank you, everybody. It's a a memorable day today. It's a very special coming in on this Monday. These are interesting festival times. While the rest of the world's moving about, it'll seem odd when we go back out again. It's like, where's everybody going? But in any case, thank you very much. And hopefully, we'll see you again tonight at 5 o'clock in a couple hours. Hare Krishna. Vāntra-gāpādra-vārścā kṛpa-sṇhābe-vacāpati-thanam namo